Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Peak Performance Humans. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Jen Zoe Hall. She's the founder of Zenergen down in Orlando. It's a horse sanctuary and retreat center. Uh, it's a purpose-driven business where they help horses that have been abandoned or mistreated. And the other cool thing that she does with the horses, she actually coaches business owners and any, any everyday people on how to just be a better person and also to optimize your business. So Jen, Thanks so much for being here. Why don't you uh, give us a nice introdu introduction about yourself? Oh gosh, thanks so much for having me. I, it's it's such a pleasure. Um, when you came, like when you actually came out to the facility, I was so like so excited because when people come here on site and actually see the horses and feel them and touch them, it's like they light up. And you have like when I met you in person, I don't know if you you guys have anybody listening seen like Naeem smile. Like he has the most like. <laughs> enlightening smile it's just like you can't help but smile back and so to have him out and like actually see the horses and be around them was like odd oh, and like that smile just lit up the world and that is really what it's about it's like you know connecting you know because that's like if, if anybody anybody here a Tony Robbins fan you know you know, raise your hand and say hi you know right hey, so if you're listening you know you know you know the big guy that you know see six seven and he talks about what the six human needs like one of them is connection right connection and love and feeling that and so and so that's when i think i'm like that's one of the things that connected naive and myself was just that that opportunity to see like the horses just light him up especially in my little mini horse tuesday so tuesday yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. She's super cute. And she's actually been to a Tony event. Don't tell don't tell anybody. We actually snuck her in. I got approval from the West Palm Beach Convention Center to actually have her in the facility. It was insane. It was nuts. We were like sneaking this little miniature horse in a I know, you look at your face. Like sneaking her in. So because we knew, because we know, like we know what horses can do. I mean, let's face it, like it or not. Or if you, people don't really even think about it because we're so disconnected these days, you know, holding devices and connecting via Zoom and with COVID and everything going on. It's like, think about it. Our civilizations, our whole existence was literally built on the backs of horses. They plowed our fields. They fought our wars. They carried our families. You know, and the, the connection that we have with these animals is just super profound. And that's kind of what happened. And that's like, go, go back about 10 a decade. Um, I went to my first Tony Robbins experience and I was like, I walked in there and I actually literally, okay, now I visualized this. I walked into um, the, the, the seminar. Yes, it was a seminar back then. And um, I thought it was a business seminar. I'm in heels and um, a skirt and thinking it's a business, like a seminar. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I had walked on fire. I'm standing in my chair. I'm jumping up and down. I'm screaming and yelling. And at the end, I left there and I was like, oh my God, what he does with people, I do with horses. Yeah. He stole my shit. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that word. Is that okay? Tony's so. totally listening to this. He's going to get you. No. <laughs> oh, you, you can say that. It's cool. We're, we're okay, okay, good, good. But I was, that, that was it. It was like this big, you know, aha moment for me. This huge epiphany. It was like, I have to bring these two worlds together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I love that you're so passionate and you actually walk your talk and you actually do the things. It sounds obvious to me and you, but like not everybody does that. Right. It's like, so I love like when I met you for, for the first time in Orlando, it's like you live, eat and breathe what you do. And you share also, you share with like, every, I love that you brought Tuesday to the event. How cool is that? Right. Like, I love that. Oh my God. If you knew what we had to do to make that happen. 
like I could, that's a whole story in and of itself, like having to get her a diaper and like, I can't even tell you like the behind the scenes of what we had to do to make that happen. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, like it's that, you know, the iceberg, that is the, the, the stuff, the stuff behind the stuff. What, what, what do they say? What, what you, what we see in the daylight is, is what the, the people that are successful do in the dark. Mm. You know, it's that, it's that really that space where you're like, you know, what, you know, it's like the duck, you know, there's, there's, he looks all chill and cool on the top. There's a lot going on underneath. Yeah. And, and that's the truth, you know, and until, until you're really kind of like, until you can kind of look back on those kind of events, because um, I don't know how much about that story you want me to share, share but I'll just share a, a little tidbit of it because there is going to be a time when it's in, in the book and on the thing where I feel comfortable sharing like the entire story, but just like a little hint and yeah. so okay, when people come to me and say, so sidebar, when people come to me and say something like, um, oh yeah, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm like, are you sure? Because here I am, there's a tor- okay, West Palm Beach, Florida, 2017, there's a tornado in January. It is not tornado season, y'all. Yeah. It is just like, it's supposed to be the time where you can be outside any time of day. It's the time, you, it's the reason we live in Florida weather, right? But there's this tornado. I have Tuesday, I had had my, I got her down to West Palm Beach. I'm at an Airbnb or a, whatever. And I'm out in the back patio sleeping on the patio furniture at my Airbnb with Tuesday in the back patio. I, cause she rides in the back of my car. I mean, this sounds like so white trash and redneck and only in Florida, but it's true. It's like, whatever it takes, you know, what do you got to do? And so we got her there and she's in there and, and, and I'm, I'm hearing this tornado and like the lawn furniture is starting to knock over and the wind and the rain and everything. And I wake up and I see, I look up and, and I see two police officers <laughs> and they're looking down at me and they're like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, ma'am, is this a horse? <laughs> I was like, um, yeah. And so I had to leave and, and like the manager of the Airbnb was there and then she was pissed off, but the cops wanted to get selfies with the horse so they could post about it. And I was this whole big thing. And then I had to put my horse in the car at 2 a.m. in the morning in the middle of a tornado and drive her to Miami to my friend's house. So I called it was at the platinum event. I mean, it was like this whole big crazy thing, you know? I mean, what an experience, but, but here, okay. So, okay, crazy, but here's the deal. And here's the truth, right? You yeah. know, and how many entrepreneurs that, that, you know, have similar stories. Like I think about Tony's like helicopter story when he's like going into like a military zone and almost gets shot out of the air. And you know, all these things where um, the Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, like drags the lady from Nima Marcus into the bathroom and shows her underwear, you know, all of these different things. Like if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur and you really have the phrase, whatever it takes in your mind, crazy is not a word that's in your fucking vocabulary. Can I say that word? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's not it's just not in your vocabulary you know you're like i'm on the island of misfit toys can i please be the train with square wheels because you're like that is the the less than one percent you know yeah. steve jobs is the best you know it's like he does it's the crazy it's the ones that that those are the ones that do the paradigm shift and if you're first to market or if you're like really at the forefront of an industry or or something that you're doing be ready to have some arrows in your back tony said that a business i just finished business mastery on sunday I've been to that event several times and um, this one, it was the first virtual one that he did. Is that okay if I talk about that? Yeah. Have you, have you, you've done business mastery. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Right. And he has like incredible speakers and all this stuff. And the, the last speaker that was on really spoke to me. um, Her name is uh, Jamie Kern. She uh, had makeup. She does um, it makeup. 
And, um, and she tells her whole story and all this stuff. And I was kind of, I didn't know who she was. And I was like, eh, makeup, I don't really know. But I listened to her story. And um, I think one of the things that she said that we've all heard, and who's heard some of the, even some of the things that I've said in the last 10 minutes, like, you know, we've heard all of this stuff, all of these, you know, quote unquote cliches, like whatever it takes. And there's even a, that song and, you know, it's all this stuff. But one of the things that she said was, if, let me see if I can say it really cleanly. Um, if you are authentic, um, you might not fail, might succeed. You have a chance at success. If you are inauthentic, you're guaranteed to fail. You're already done, yeah. You're done, wow. you're done. Yep. And, and especially like really as um, Gen X and millennials and Gen Z and, and the whole mindset shift is starting to come to a tipping point where we're willing to pay more for something that came from a sustainable source, even if it doesn't perform as well as a product that comes from an unsustainable source. You know, our values, they are a shift in y'all. And you, it's just really one of those situations where if you are doing a business, you really need to figure out why. Yep. I mean, would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And I love the authentic, be authentically you piece, right? For sure, right? Yeah, and and again, the authentic is almost a cliche as well. Yeah. You know, it's like be authentic. Well, what the hell does that even mean? And that's that's really what um, what brings me to the horses. And that was when I left that UPW back in Chicago, back in whatever year it was. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was. Well, uh, notes, guys. No, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, right, right. But um, when I left there, I was like, you know, the, the horses are a mirror. You know, they are, they have no ego. They're not sitting there like blocking you on Facebook while they're like, oh yeah, let's go to lunch. Yeah. You know, they, they live huh. in that present state all the time. And so when you show up to them, whether it be in one of, you know, I, cause I do now with COVID, I do lives and that was a big, t- you want to talk about, Okay, who here has a business that has been affected by COVID because you cannot offer on-site shit anymore, right? A lot of us, right? So I really was like, well, you need to be out here. My And my limiting belief, anybody here having a limiting belief, if you're not raising your hand, you're a big fat liar, because we all have them. That is the human design. Sometimes it's not such a great design. I mean, let's face it, we put the sewer system next to the pleasure center. Something wrong with that whole picture, right? (laughs) So... So when you think about it, the human design really does have that piece that says, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I do have a little bit of a, a voice of self-doubt or what, what is it? But horses reflect the truth to you. Yeah. You know, they really do. And um, that takes you to that authentic space. And, and people are like, oh, well, I connect with my dog or my cat or my goldfish or my fern or whatever and my chinchilla. But it's not the same. Yeah there's something and like you've experienced it, you know, so, you know, you understand, like, and I love your pictures. I love your stories with the, where, where you are, you have like these horses, um, Chiquita and does she like bananas by the way, you know, I didn't and um, bananas yet. I still got to work on, I got to get, I bought bananas actually today. So I'm going to give her a mix on this year. Yeah, there you go. And like my mini horse likes cherries and you know, whatever. But the, the, the thing is, is that there's something about horses specifically that really reflect 
Yeah. You know, they, they have the largest eye of any land mammal. So it's nine times larger, nine times larger than the human eye. And like, I, you know, I, ask me anything about a horse. I know. <laughs> but um, the truth is, is that when you connect with them, and I had the limiting belief that you couldn't do that unless you came to my facility and you were on site and you could see them, smell them, touch them, you know, pick up their horse poo and, you know, have that whole quote unquote experience. Yeah. So when COVID hit, I was like, oh my God, I have to do something because the horses need to eat, whether I'm, at, you know, whether I'm doing retreats or hosting my events and, you know, doing my group, because that's what I do, you know, I do group trainings, leadership, understanding personas, and uh, my book's coming out um, very soon. You can pre-order it right now. It's called Persona Experts. It's really understanding, you know, horses as they relate to the archetypes, as they relate to personalities. Are you an extrovert? Or are you introvert? So I don't know. Um, can people pre-order on Amazon? Yeah, um, it's not on Amazon yet, but I, I have a, a link. It's... Um, we'll put it. You, I'll yeah, put it I'll, I'll send... I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, put it in the notes for so sure. When you, when you work with people with the horses, like let's go to like, how does that work? Like, how do you coach people with horses? Like, what's like maybe step one, two, like basic fundamentals? Like, how does how does that process work? Um, well, first off, it, it's just like the interaction, and yeah. like on my and my on-site um, programs, the horse actually chooses you. Mm, yeah. And when I do my group trainings, it's it's like an intervention. Yeah. You know, and the horse will come over and be like, hey, I see something about you that, you know, and, and the people are so, so willing because they don't have any kind of ego association to people. Yeah. You know, in the horse world, there's so many people that say, you know, um, I'm really good with horses, but I don't want to deal with people because they don't like the ego attachment. And let's, the, the, the truth really comes out because this is what happens. You tend to judge other people's intentions based on their behaviors, but you judge your own behaviors based on your intention. Oh yeah. I'll say that again. Yep. You tend to base and judge other people's intentions based on their behaviors, but we tend to judge our behaviors based on our intention. Right. And so when you go to the horses and you put yourself in that space, where you know there is no ego, you know that there is only benevolence and truth and a pure reflection of how you're showing up, you can disassociate your judgment of others based on the information and feedback that these horses give to you. And it allows a huge space hmm. for grace and compassion right. and release of judgment. Yeah. So people show up differently with people after that. Totally. Cause they, they can go, Oh my God, you know, my spouse, my partner, my lover, my business partner, my parents, they're not being assholes. They're being a Bella and they're just triggered or they're being a trace. And I don't, and I don't understand trace communication and there needs to be that level of translation or there's an adaptive that's happening or, and, and we call it the mosaic, mm. right? The mosaic is, how you're showing up through all of these little trickle down levels of the experience, like it, like, you know, kind of peeling back the onion, if you will. So if you pour the water over through the mosaic and, and are you an introvert? Are you a matcher? Are you a mismatcher? What's your level of social consciousness? What adaptives do you have? Are they environmental? Are they based on who you're surrounding yourself with? 
who here knows how important a peer group is, right? So all of these different modalities come into play to really create this mosaic of your persona. Mm. And we, we purposefully used the word persona over personality mm. because it's the persona is how you show up, right? It's how you show up to others. Right. And when you can become a person, an expert and not, and not changing who you are, but adapting your personas to certain circumstances and situations to serve. And this is something that's really powerful. Now you may understand. It's like, this is a very sharp tool. Like under, once you understand these principles at the level that I teach, when you go through my programs, whether it's my, my lives, you know, um, through my five day deep dive program, or you actually come here on site, it's like a scalpel, you know, and you can go in and even the sharpest tool in a monkey's hands can be very dangerous. So this is dangerous stuff. You guys like understanding these principles, how you use it and how you show up. And that's what really kind of put me into a space to, um, to, to develop this into a mission. Yeah. You know, cause, um, I don't know. Do, do you know, have you, do you know the statistics? No. What's the that word? That oh. in, in the United States, um, and this is, this is globally too, y'all, but in the United States, um, cause I'm, I'm here in Orlando, Florida, over 80,000 horses get shipped out of this country to slaughter every year. And these horses, there's, there's like this strange bifurcation between the identification as to whether or not horses are farm animals, like pigs and cows and chickens, or there are family pet. So there are no like feedlots for horses, like you see cows and chickens and, you know, we don't raise horses for meat. Yeah. How, so where are these 80,000 horses coming from? Katie goes to college and does and can't take her horse with her. And now dad's looking in the backyard at his boat payment, eating him out of house and home. Right. So he takes the horse to an auction and that's his good way of saying, Oh, well, I'll go to the auction. I'll sell it. It'll get a good home. That's not generally what happens. Right. And that's just one scenario of many about how people that, you know, these horses that have carried, the people they love and care about their whole lives. They might be old. They might not have, be able to jump high or run fast anymore because we value these animals based on their physical capability. Right. When, when Tom Brady is done playing for the Bucks, they're not going to throw him on a truck and send him to Canada. It ain't going to happen, right? So right. what do we do? How can we give them? And so it's a, it's a huge problem. They're family pets. They're people that, you know, that care about these animals. Um, dear friends of mine, they're elderly and they have six horses, what happens when they pass, right? So there's a lot of different scenarios and I could go on and on about that. But the problem is- What, what can people do to have a, make a difference in that? They, uh, they find an answer. And um, I have found that, like, that, you know, it's beautiful like to, to donate to a horse rescue or something like that. The problem is, and this is the big, this is the bigger issue. And anybody that's an entrepreneur that's going, well, I have a mission to whatever, you know, uh, bring clean water to third world countries or um, rescue people from sex trafficking or whatever your mission is, like get involved, but find an answer that is sustainable. And that's what I've done. 
Yeah. Because, and I've take, I'm taking a very subversive approach. Um, I'm actually modeling, you know, who Pat, uh, Pat Brown, who um, came up with Impossible Burger, mm. um, you know, Beyond Meat. Um, huh? he, he, his mission is surrounding climate change, right? Because the farm animals are, the emissions from farm animals are the number one contributor to um, the, the methane and the, the depletion of the ozone and climate change, right? So he knows he's not going to get anybody to stop eating their, you know, their favorite baby back ribs and their hamburgers. So, you know, the vegan approach is not going to, you know, that, that direct approach doesn't work. So he took a subversive approach and came up with something that added value, right? So, and Tony talks about that. It's like, how do I add what? More value. So how, they, how you can support is finding somebody, and I don't mean like, oh, Jen's great in me, but find somebody that has an answer, right? That has an answer. So my answer is I have programs that I'm modeling here as a proof of concept for other horse rescues all across the country and all around the world. They don't have to stop doing anything that they're currently doing. They don't have to stop doing their, their fundraising or any of their other programs. But to experience this, what I do at Zenergen, whether it be one of my live trainings, I do those every Tuesday night for now. Um, so you can come and experience that and get the persona roadmap, which talks about like how the archetypes, the magician, the lover, the sovereign, and the warrior interact with the personas and really get a deep dive into like, what, who are you? And how, do you know you? And if you know you, do you like you? And if you like you, do you believe in you? Right. That's what I teach. And, and there's so many people out there like mindset and limiting beliefs and all that stuff. You got to know who the hell you are first. Yeah. You got to get to the root of that. What is your mosaic? Who are you? And once you can figure that out and, and you can contribute to this cause and the, this cause is the answer to what are we going to do with the 80,000 horses if we stop shipping them off to slaughter? And every single day, the thing that gets me up at 4 a.m. and keeps me up till midnight is thinking about Tuesday or my white horse, Trace, who literally saved my life mm. after my divorce and, you know, my story. I, I don't know, you know, how much you know about my story or where it came from, but it's really just one of those things. It's like, what is your why? And all I have to think about is, any of my horses, those two specifically, but any of my horses or any horse, the horses that you've been sending me pictures of, you know, being put on a truck, starved and dehydrated, scared and slaughtered. That is not okay with me. And there has to be an answer outside of here's a dollar to feed a horse. We need a system. Right. We, need, we need an answer. We need something that adds value. And so our mantra became very quickly, we believe at Zenergen that everyone, whether you've ever touched a horse or had an experience or are a professional horseman, everyone deserves to have a life-changing experience with a horse that maintains the dignity of the animal. Mm. Because most of us are, are inspired by them or think they're beautiful or, see, or at very least seen a Budweiser commercial, right? <laughs> Yep. But most, but the understanding that we can have through experiencing the programs at Zenergen will help elevate people's awareness about, about animals, about the power that horses have to heal, support, and empower, and raise the level of social consciousness 
worldwide. I love that you're creating a model for other horse uh, centers around this well, the world too, right? But around the United States, right? So especially if anybody is either runs their own kind of horse, what do you call it? What, what do you call it? A horse center? See, that's what I love. It's like, you're like, you're like I'm not even quite sure like, what to call it. Well, well, and that's the truth. That the, the, um, I have a horse sanctuary and there's a difference in the horse world. There's a difference between yeah. a rescue and a sanctuary. A rescue is someone that, that brings in horses from either seizure, neglect, abuse situations, and they bring them in and then they, they rehome them and adopt them out. My guys, you think, you think you're ever going to pull Tuesday out of my cold dead hands? Yeah. All right. So I'm a sanctuary, meaning they are here for life. Right. So, and I, I will eventually be able to bring in more horses right now. Now I have six. You can sponsor one of my horses at the sanctuary. Um, to be clear, I'm a proof of concept. So I wanted to have the maneuverability. So I stayed as a for profit. So I would have be able to have that adaptability and maneuverability in the market. So when people, but every single thing we do goes to support the horses, goes to support the mission of providing value with horses that no longer can run fast or jump high, really, and giving them the dignity that, de that they deserve. And less about the horses, but man, more about the people. Because we can, four horses can feed 400 yep. with my programs, but they can change the lives of thousands. Yep. Because we can connect what, so say um, like a real estate office or a social group or a corporation came out and did a live training, whether it be online or on site right? And then they would have the opportunity to do like a buy one, give one, and then have that and then contribute that for a group of youth at risk to have an experience with a horse, a group of foster kids, um, abusive, you know, abusive situations from domestic violence, what have you, LBGT community, whatever speaks to that rescue. So this is infinitely scalable. And y'all entrepreneurs, if you're listening, find a way to do whatever you're doing in a way that you can make it scalable. Right. And the one piece of advice I would also give you is stay small, run tight, and then scale fast. Yep. Right. Get your programs, get your, get your garden in order, get your rows, get your processes, polish it, test it, test, 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 unbelievably test feedback, feedback, feedback. If you're afraid of feedback, you're afraid of failure. If you're afraid of feedback, you're afraid of failure. And if you are afraid of failure, you will fail because you will stop because there is no such thing as, as failure until you hang up your gloves and walk out of the ring. Yep. It does not matter how many times you get knocked down as long as you stay in the ring. And honestly, it doesn't matter how long you stay down either. As long as you get back up, you get to get back up. Yep. My biggest, my, uh, my, my, one of my biggest fears when I first started was my, the time is going to outrun my money. And I would like, I would, I would calculate out my bills. Like every day I'd be like, I calculated out my bills and I'd be like, okay, I have this much visibility. Like, I got this much money in the bank and this will, if I, you know, something happened and I couldn't work, I would have, so I would joke and I would say, I could retire for three days. <laughs> And then one day I woke up and, and this is what hit me. I was like, all right, I have to create something outside me. Um, I had like $6.38 in my bank account. And I was like, I have a $2,000 hay order coming. I've got a $6,000 mortgage. And you got, you just, there is a level of resourcefulness 
when yeah. you are a mission-driven, purpose-driven business, entrepreneur, whatever. Yep. Wow. So many gems yeah. I'm going to pull out and share with everybody after. When nice. Um, nice. Well, so from a, pra I love, like, obviously the mission's amazing. The purpose is amazing. Uh, but from a practical standpoint for business owners, right, that want to grow their business, like, this will help you grow your business and get more sales and increase your revenues, right? If you connect with these animals and learn how to be a better communicator, right? Cause yeah, that was like one of those things. And, um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. I follow a lot of his stuff and like, you know, you know, how you can't be crazy. I mean, I'm already the crazy horse lady. That's the joke. It's like the, uh, the a horse, a, a horse lady is like a cat lady with money. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> But it's like, you know, you got, you can't be too crazy. You can't be like so out there. And so the running joke in the horse industry is how do you make a small fortune in horses? You start with a large one, right? So that's like the joke. And, and in this industry to be able to start from like less than nothing, because like just what happened is like, um, I, I was, when I was married, you know, we do my thing, whatever. And he was a financial advisor. And I woke up to a Facebook message from a strange woman about my husband. Yeah, not ideal, y'all. And it wasn't what you might be thinking. Um, she actually said, you might want to talk to your husband about where he's getting his money. And I'm like, whoa, I, can I have the other option? Can he, can, that was worse. You know, the other thing would have been easier. But um, it turns out, yeah, he was a crook. He was a crook and a thief. And wow. he went to jail. He went to federal prison for a while. He was, um, he was managing people's 401ks inappropriately. And um, he did some not so nice things. But, um, and I found myself in a position now let's face it, y'all, you got, you're either coming from cause or you're coming from effect, right? The effect version of the story is, my ex-husband left me destitute and homeless. The cause version is, I chose to be in a relationship that allowed me to experience a growth opportunity of starting from scratch. Okay, so that's the one I choose. I, <laughs> so you see the two versions of the story, right? So are you coming from cause or are you coming from effect? Um, so I, yes, exactly. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So I was like, all right, but that wasn't my story for a long time. For a long time, it was like, that jerk screwed me over, right? We, so I, I but I, I shifted that story into something more empowering. And I was like, wow, you know, but I, you know, nobody held a gun to my head. I was, I stood up there and said, I do. So, um, and, and I made the choices all along the way to be in that relationship and do what, do all the things. And, and so, uh, but it did, it gave me a position, it put me in a position to start from scratch. And um, at almost 40 years old, I went back to waiting tables. I was waitress. And um, I was living with my former personal assistant. She used to do my laundry. And now I'm living on her sofa, living out of my laundry basket. Mm -hmm. Yay. So it was a little bit of humble pie, right? But to, 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 to fast forward into this, it's like, where, you know, where are you going? And what, what can you do to get there, right? And so to be like, to take that space and to say, horses, and, uh, horses will help you make money. You know, it, that, that's a stretch. But the truth is, the truth is when you understand who you are, what your mosaic is, like what you trickle down to, and you understand in a nanosecond, you can nail it through my four horses. You, I've got Dante, Bella, Trace, and Maverick. Those are my core four. You go, oh, they're right now she's a triggered Bella. She's got this, 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 and this going on. And I, can, I know exactly how to sell to her, right? And I don't mean sell like, you know, Machiavellian, like leverage your way into her wallet. I mean, I know what her pain is or his pain, yep. right? I understand it's just, it's a Dante who is bored or it's a Maverick that is distrustful or it's a Bella that's unfocused, 
and you can clearly see and that like at the drop of a hat and a blink of an eye exactly where their pain points are and you can serve them at a higher level and when you can do that yeah you're and then you have that irresistible offer that's how you make more money yep and it has nothing to do with horses yep but it has everything to do with horses because they're the truth unlimited they're the coaches they're the they are the yes and they're like the best employees in the world they always show up (laughs) they don't complain they don't show up late so they basically they help you see beyond the people's behavior and to their actual and like their true intention maybe right because like you said before i forgot the exact words but it's like usually we judge people based on their behavior like what the fuck like what's wrong with you yeah exactly why are you yelling at me yeah. I'm yelling at you because I love you. What? Oh, right. Right. Well, hey, I know you, well, you have some cool stuff coming up, uh, but before yes. I want you to tell us about that for a second, whatever you can tell us, but oh, how do people reach out to you and learn more about Zenergen and like, if they want to do a course or a class or come visit. Yeah, for sure. Learn more. Super easy. Zenergen.com. Okay. I'm going to spell it because um, everybody spells it weird and whatever, but the way, the reason, we, the way we came up with the name, me, I say we like I'm a big conglomerate or something, but it was me at the stoplight that, turning that's up. Good, that's a good tip for entrepreneurs too. Like you got a lot of tips for entrepreneurs, right? And yeah, you got it. You know, it, you got to differentiate between. That was a big one. You got to differentiate between you when you make it about you and what you created, and when you make it about we and the and the team and how you can appear to be larger than you actually are, yep. right? Because you you want to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yep. Right. And that's the same way in business and from an entrepreneurial space. It's like, where do I want to be? I don't want to be just the gen backyard dog and pony. We are, this is not just your dog and pony show. Yep. No pun intended or pun totally intended. But, um, but that's what I came up with. It's like, I came up with Zenergen. It's Zen energy and I'm Jen. Right. So it was pretty kind of a cool way to do a little play on words, but it's Z E N like Zen E R J E N Zen or Jen J like Jennifer, Zenergen.com. And, or you can just reach out to me, 407-412-0252. That's like my cell phone. I mean, I'm like, I'm open. I like, we, we are here to serve. Yeah. You know, first and foremost that we are here to serve and service before sales, alignment before hustling and believing before hope. Mm. I mean, that's it. And, and really truly tapping into your core values, who you, you know, what, who are your, the char- who are the characteristics, what your ideal buyer persona is. I mean, we could go on and on. We've got like, what, I got to go in like three minutes. I'm doing a live presentation here in just a few minutes. So that's what we do. So there's, there's a couple of different things, like um, lives, like we're, we're going to stop talking about virtual here real fast. Who here talks about their phone? If you're talking about your phone and you're referring to that plastic box hanging on the wall with a cord attached to it with a rotary dial, who here actually, is, if they refer to a phone, does anybody may have that mental picture? Anyone? I don't think anybody does anymore. Yeah, nobody does. You know, unless you're ancient like me. Yeah. He goes, oh yeah, I remember. I remember having a party line when I was a kid. You know, and everybody knows a part watching a party line. You're outside of naive's demographic on this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> but the truth is, it's like when you refer to a phone, you're referring to your cell phone, right? Yeah. So we're we're moving away from because of the pandemic and the way everything has shifted globally. It's, you're going to, we're not going to be talking about being virtual anymore. It's just a training. Yeah. Right. 
and a lot or a live training like this like you and i were going to put this out there it won't be live we're live right now as you and i are talking but it won't be but a live training and then for me because i'm starting to do hybrid i have i I, i'm open in orlando um but i have a very few handful of people i've got about 12 people coming tonight to watch my live training Mm. right so i've got on-site live and then a recorded version of my live that's cool. Right? But you're not going to be talking about virtual anymore. Right. So you think about it. So that, that's really where I am. I have, like, I have live trainings. Um, I have a five-day um, course. It's a home study program that's amazing. It's a deep dive into the personas. And um, it's called Persona Intelligence. Know yourself, like yourself, be yourself, y'all. You've got to just be you and know that's enough. Who here has ever doubted that that is enough besides me? Know yourself, like yourself, love yourself. Is that what you said? And no, yeah. And this actually came from a book that my my dad used to share with me. Um, it was from the, uh, one of his personal development books from like the 1970s. Published date was 1970. I still have it. Through all my moves in college and marriage and divorce and 16 moves as an adult, um, in the last like 10 years, I still have this book. That it, you know, I think the name of it's like um, your perfect right or something. It was about assertiveness because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, and, and when I was a kid, I was really bullied and I was very like I was like excited and bubbly. It was a like, but everybody like judged me and was really critical of me, yeah. um, um, which didn't change much as an adult. But I kind of like don't care anymore. Back then, I did, and my dad saw that and he was like, I don't want to see my daughter get you know, picked on in the playground, so to speak. So we got this book and um, the book is kind of irrelevant. We did the kind of the quizzes together. And I remember sitting on this yellow vinyl bean bag, which actually like had like the beans inside of it that, you know, whatever. I had this like clear visual memory of reading this book with my dad. And on the inside flap, he said, he wrote the most beautiful words. And I, and I looked at him the other day and I just like really naive, I just started crying. I was just like, holy cow. And, it, and he, he wrote to my lovely daughter, know yourself like yourself, be yourself. Mm. Love that. And I, and I've been for years saying before I even found this book, which I found like maybe at a month ago, it's like, I say, believe in yourself. It will change your life. Yourself, you yeah. know yourself, like yourself and believe in yourself. And that's, that's the awesome. truth that will set you free. Yep. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, for sure. Right? That's awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for sharing all that. That's amazing. I'm gonna. There's a lot of great uh, gems to share in the show notes for anybody that wants to check it out after, and uh, have an awesome uh, event that you have coming up right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing to connect. Thanks for having me on, and we'll um, hopefully reconnect super soon. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. Bye.